Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Joe Jacoby, a former offensive tackle that played for the Washington franchise and three-time Super Bowl champion playing from 1981 to 1993. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Three. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Three. Budco, it's training camp. What do you think, pal? Just thinking about this heat wave. Always, always remembered you know, things that, I, I don't know, I mean, for you, Matt, at Baylor, it's probably hot, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, we had a guy, oh, man. And not not to, to really complain, it, you know, it would it would be hell out here in, in Los Angeles, but I remember it, I, I would always talk to the guys about when they were, you know, not down, but, you know, the heat and all that stuff, and I'd be like, think about the guys playing in Mississippi. Oh yeah, you know, like down where it's the humidity and it's like it's not half as bad as what we're going through here right yeah, now. Yeah, well we had this we had this one offensive lineman who redshirted his freshman year in Waco. It was probably a good 102 every day. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we got we got to go to the part of the I guess, you know, off-season program where we did like our testing. And so we did the testing, and this guy was like six seven, about Joe's size, about six seven, three oh five. And uh, by the end of the day, they had to take him to the hospital. His kidney shut down. He was never yes. ever 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 able to play again. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. It was about hundred and three, and it was just wild. But yeah, we did a testing day, and unfortunately he never got to even step on the field ever because his kidney shut down that day and his body was not reacting like the way it should. So wow. he did, he heat advisory out there big time. And this was, you hate to say it, but back in the day, remember it wasn't like, Oh, yeah, you, got, you barely got water. Well, yeah, right. Like they, they restricted water as like a penalty, you know, it's yeah. like, and then they resented your manhood by how many how many little little Dixie cups you got, right? Or how many you know stick marks you had on your helmet? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Through the tape, remember the yeah. tape with if the names. If you broke your tape, then you're the man. But now you you what you can't hit the whole week, and you got to be careful about double days. I mean, don't even get me started on the wide receivers and how how much they whine during the heat. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking about wide receivers, how's your brother doing? He's doing good. They are in the has second he, day. Has he done any coaching, I mean, in the past, I mean, leading up to this year, or is it brand new for him? Uh, it's brand new. I mean, our dad was a coach in Houston, you know, forever. So we kind of grew up in the in the coaching atmosphere. So we're not, you know, totally indisposed to it, but – uh, yeah, so this is his first year. He wanted to give it a go. I think it's a great opportunity. And yeah, so he's gonna he's an associate coach for uh, yeah the receivers, and his main responsibility is the uh, kickoff return, punt return. So uh, they also do have a new a new rule change this year regarding kickoff and kickoff return. It's what the, is uh, it? You can fair catch a kickoff now. I think it's the 25. They'll give you the ball at the 25. So Andy Reid, if you haven't seen this already, is just. So wait, uh, so if they kick off and you fair catch it, it lands on the five, you get it on the 25 or do you got to recover it? No, all you have to do is just catch the ball. So they're going to get, you're going to get the ball at the 25 regardless, even if you like, so basically they're taking the ball out of the hands of the kick returners. And they're basically weakening, weakening the game. They're trying to what they're trying to do is is prevent concussions. Right, That's, sure. Major but at the same impact. time, they're changing they're changing the dynamics of the game so much that even 
especially old coaches like Andy Reid, are absolutely floored. Like this is yeah. not even. Exciting. So if say you say, wait a minute. So you kick off, mm-hmm. and I'm I want to return it. You're at the one. Your ankles are at the one. No, my my ankles are at the ten. <laughs> okay. Let's just say that, and then I fair I fair catch it. I put the fair catch up, and I fumble. I miss catching the ball, and it rolls to the five. It's dead. No, no, no. You have to secure the ball. Right. Okay. No matter where it's, you know, if it lands on the but five, no one can, it's still there. the halo rule. It's still the halo rules in effect. So no XFL where you didn't have the uh, the no fair catch. Remember that? <laughs> exactly. It's like a get out of jail free card for all returners. Oh man. I know. It's totally changing it. Andy Reid's pissed. I'm pissed. So you basically started the twenty five every. Did you exactly. See, uh, so and then you can't touch the quarterback. So it's just one of those deals. <laughs> it's a defensive nightmare. Did you ever see? I I actually caught. Was it the XF? Was the XFL? I was. I actually caught a game this year, and did you see how their their kickoff was? Uh, I saw it briefly, but I don't know the details of like the rules. What was it? Do you remember? Well, it's kind of like you know your guys are lined up like twenty yards from each other, and then you kick off, and when the kick returner would catch it, then they, then you could go. Oh yeah, so the timing so is like you only get a twenty-yard start when you nail a guy, rather than a you know full-head running start with your hat with your hat on fire. Right, and it's not only the ball carrier that gets wrong because you remember how they cross. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've got an ear hole. You, you, I'm sure you've heard "stay in your lane" before. <laughs> I, I remember one time we right were right before you, know, you get ear home. <laughs> yeah, we were we were we were kicking off, and uh, and this guy was on our team. Like the the series before, he was a linebacker, and we made a we made a play, but he got rocked, and he got up. I was near him. He got up and he started walking towards the other the other sideline. I'm like, no, dude, we're over here. Yeah. A couple of plays later, we're on kickoff. So we were the, you know, you had the kicker and he was here and I was here, like facing each other. We were the right. first ones near the tee. So and it was loud. And I'm like, watch the cross. You know, watch their crossing. You know, right. he's like, what? What? And then we had the kickoff. So I'm we're running down there and they, you know, the guys on defense start crossing and he gets picked off, gets ear hold again. Oh no. Oh yeah, it was it was funny. I'm still actually friends with him to this day. He lives in Chicago. He's an ethics professor at at DePaul. Oh, cool. So we always, when I have lunch with him, we <laughs> I always bring up that play, and he definitely remembers it too. So but he'd like to fun. forget it. I, sure, I tried, yeah. yeah, I tried to warn him. He's like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Watch the cross." And then he's like, "What?" And then the kicker started, and we're running down there, and he gets ear old. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. yeah. Of course I made the play, but no. Uh, yeah, of course you made the tackle, but. Of course. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The kicking game's changing. The whole game's changing, but I don't know. The physicality in the game's still there, so I like it, but still. Yeah. So how, what's, what's going on? You hear anything about your your Texans down there? Well, not really. I just know they just. Well, I mean, CJ Stroud. They're not in their camp. Where do they? Their quarter, they their quarter, I think their quarterback just signed like a thirty million dollar guaranteed contract, which is like absolutely asinine. Considering well, he hasn't even he hasn't even played. But I will say I do like the kid. Uh, I do like uh, the coaches uh, in Houston. And I, I I wish them the best, but I don't know, man. They're really, really, really putting all their eggs in one basket with the situation. So I just hope the best. We'll yeah. see. I think so. Their quarterback was at Stroud. Stroud, yeah. Yeah, because I saw that the kid from Carolina just signed too. Ohio State kid. The kid from uh, Alabama, the number one pick. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. He signed, I think, for the rookie max. So rookie max. 40, 40 that million. doesn't surprise me. 40 million. So he's taking a pay cut from Alabama. Right. His NIL deal. <laughs> from his name, image, likeness deal in Alabama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's on the he's on the Dickerson program. Yeah. That's really gonna change things, man. It's like you're you know, you're you could be a millionaire going into the NFL. Yeah. This guy, I think the I think the leading I mean, even Arch Manning, I think he's up to like seven million or something. Yeah, Archie Manning's kid is his name. Which is incredible because he hasn't even been able to get on the field for a college. Yeah. He hasn't played it down yet. How does that make the starter feel? Yeah. What's I think his name's Ewers. Yeah. I'll be anyway. Good. I like Ewers. He was an old Ohio State uh right. transfer. I feel like there's gonna be a lot. I see, I see a lot of transfers in our future here. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, all right, man. Well, cool. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's uh, go. Uh, let's go talk to Joe. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. Welcome back. We are joined today by a former offensive tackle playing from 81 to 93, three-time Super Bowl champion, three-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, and a part of the NFL's 1980 All-Decade team, Joe Jacoby. Welcome to the show. How you been? I've been doing well. I apologize for pushing this back a half hour. You're... That's all right. I apologize for being late. I was just nude sunbathing out on the ocean. Huh? <laughs> oh. took, me, took me a while to get dressed. <laughs> so, yeah, where, where are you these days now? Is it Charlotte? I'm in Charlotte. How long have you been there? Eight years. Nice. I don't know how much longer that's going to be. There's somebody looking at the house this coming week. Oh, so really? Living. Yeah, we're trying to get back. Our, our oldest daughter has moved back up to Richmond. And so, okay. So we want to be uh, closer. It's about a six-hour drive. So and she, has, she has all the grandchildren. She's got three boys. So, and they're getting older and they're getting ready to they're in the sports now, but they're going to be here in a few short years playing, you know, hopefully high school football and all that. So nice driving six hours every week. <laughs> so what are, what are you doing these days? Well, I'm still with Rick, who you've talked to previously a few years ago. Yeah. With him. That's who I was with at this luncheon, Touchdown Club luncheon. So I'm still involved with him, and uh, next week we'll be back up in Maryland and Virginia visiting some car dealers and what uh, he does with his thing as far as uh, service contracts and things like that, different products with the F&I. Uh, yeah. I do a little uh, insurance on the side, PNC, I do business. So matter of fact, the one I picked up last year, I've been doing a couple years, I insure the Hula Boat. Okay. Yeah, so they moved that. So you have, you have to go to Hawaii every year? No, it's not in Hawaii anymore. Oh, man. Well, you know that it stopped playing about, it just got back started again about three or four years ago. The gentleman who owns the rights to it started playing back in Honolulu. And well, then after that year, they come back to him and they were going to double his rent on that stadium, Alaho Stadium. They have they haven't renovated that thing in the last forty years. I, I yeah I, they haven't. I've been there. Yeah, so he left, and he's got it now down in Orlando. Okay, Central Florida 
University. And it's worked out great because the NFL loves it because all they got to do is fly in them 15 minutes away from practice. Yeah. So from having hardly anybody come out to scout his game to where now he's got over 100 scouts come down there for that. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is good. So, What's so that? Is that in the Orlando, right? The Citrus Bowl? Well, they play right there on the Central Florida campus in their stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're putting a lot of money. In, I think they're putting more money in this year into that stadium, too. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they are. Right. So it's a yep. nice, nice time. I mean, I get invited down there, and they got a golf tournament and banquet that night. So it's kind of nice to go down there for three or four days. Yeah. You play golf? I try to. <laughs> so does Matt. I think we all try to play golf. Yeah. Right. I mean, watching these guys in the Open, they had, I was out here in L.A. when they had the, the U.S. Open, which the course was in L.A., and then watching this last weekend a little bit, man, those guys are incredible. It looks so easy, but when we try it, something doesn't happen to work. <laughs> no. Oh, that's true. It doesn't work well with me either. <laughs> so I always my dad always tells me sometimes it's the Indian and not the arrow <laughs> right there you go yeah. so, you keep in touch with some of the old guys you played with uh off and on well, like everybody else I mean that we don't hang with our buddies but that modern convenience with these phones we text mostly yeah. about you know, we see each other at different golf venues around. But probably the one that's the most, Mark Rippon has a tournament there on the, the eastern shore there, so which is pretty good. You get to go back and see the guys there, drink a few cold beers, and eat, uh, eat seafood and crab. So it's not bad. That's about the only one. There's a few other tournaments. Uh, I got one here next month. Mark's, Mark's a pretty good golfer from what I hear. Yeah, Mark's a real good golfer. So the other one that's uh, done very well as a golfer, he's playing on the seniors, is Stan Humphreys. Yeah. Stan Humphreys is playing well? That's good. Yeah. So, matter of fact, he did uh, third or fourth in a tournament down there. It's like the minor circuit for the seniors that he's on right now. So kind of cool watching and all that. I like it. Hey, Joe, I mean, a lot of people, obviously, being in NFL for so long, people have heard, like, the, the purple people eaters, fearsome foursome. How does it feel to be, like, identified one of the best offensive line, like the Hogs? How does it feel like to be identified with the Hogs? Well, I mean, some people will kind of be take offense to that name. <laughs> ah, well, people will take offense to even the old Redskins name itself, so... Yeah, that's gone now, too. But uh, the Hawks are still around. I mean, it's hard to believe after 40 years, people still wear their pig noses to the game. They still dress up. Oh, yeah. You they still it. dress up. The, the Hawkettes have retired. I guess they've been retired now for seven or eight years. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you heard of any of the name changes that they've come up with since Magic Johnson and that uh, partnership with Josh Harris? Since they took the ownership from... Dan Snyder, have you heard some of the names they've come up with? Yeah, Red Hogs is one. Red Hogs is a plus 800. The Spartans is plus 600. The football club, the Washington football club is plus 700. Weren't they the football club like one year before the one year? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And plus 900 is the Magic or the Washington Magicians. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's true. I mean, we're talking D.C. or government and everything. They are pretty good at making things disappear, basically. Sure. Our, our money. <laughs> right. I like our, that. Making our dollars disappear. <laughs> Do very well. Somehow it goes from our pockets to their pockets. So, uh, <laughs> it's like magic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. What's in That's the, hilarious. Yeah. Who was the toughest player you ever played against, Joe? LT. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Toughest individual I've played with. There's a couple things. I mean, uh, LT and I played against each other. 
and we didn't talk. He didn't talk to me. And usually, LT, you watch film on him, and he's trash talking. To yeah. But I never had that with him. And I think it was a mutual respect we have for each other. Nice. One off season, this is back, I guess, 20, 25 years ago. We're retired. It's probably late 90s. We're at a golf tournament down in Williamsburg. And he's originally from that 757 area. So, so he was there at the tournament. So I'm sitting there. We're at the bar. So shocking, isn't it? We were at a bar. <laughs> There you go. It all starts off with a bar. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and uh, myself and Russ was there, Jeff, Jim Lachey, and LT walks in. And he sits down next to me on the other side. Russ was on my other side. And, uh, you know, a couple of guys get up and walk away. And then uh, LT looks over at me. And he, goes, he goes, you're one tough son of a bitch. I said, well, you're not too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> And all the years I played against him, that was it. There was one other time, I should say, we were down at one of the Super Bowls. Uh, I was in Miami. We were staying at Doral. My wife and I took off the morning of the Super Bowl. We're walking the 18th. There wasn't a lot of people playing Super Bowl Sunday golf that morning. There was one person that was out on the driver room, and it was LT. And that was the ah. year. That was the, also the year he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He just found out he was there. So, I mean, we ended up talking to him for a while there on the on the tee, and then you know, my wife got to meet him and stuff. Interesting conversation, I would say that. I'm going to leave it at that. But, but, uh, I like it. Well, I, I can tell you this. After watching your highlight tapes and going back, I really enjoyed it. You're awesome. And I, I, I think you should be in the Hall of Fame, Joe. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so back when you were with Heisman, with Heisman uh, for a while, and then a couple different quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I started out with Joe until Joe uh, had that once again. They asked once again, Lawrence LT. with LT, and I wasn't playing that game. I was out injured. I had a knee injury. Until this, still to this day, I still got to fight that. A lot of people think it was me that was in the game. It oh. wasn't. I'm in street clothes on the side. Oh, oh man. Like, oh, like you gave up that, you gave it up, you broke the leg type of thing. You know, and they're taking Joe off the field and he's by me and I'm checking on all that. He goes, you know, this is your fault. <laughs> oh, no. So, but, uh, uh, Joe was a competitor. Joe was uh, totally different on the field than what you saw off the field. Really? Yeah. In the media and all that. And that's fine. That's what Joe wanted to do, and he was very good at it. I mean, he was a good spokesman. He still does. I mean, I've seen him doing now the uh, AARP commercials and stuff like that. So Joe's a very good spokesman. He was a hell of a competitor on the field. Great athlete. Uh, very good athlete. There was another game before the he broke his leg, and it was once again against the Giants. It came from the other side of the line. We One of the linemen missed a call on far as a read, reading from the inside linebacker to the outside linebacker. Well, the outside linebacker hits Joe square in the mouth of his helmet, and Joe wore the one one yeah. Bar. Oh, yeah. The one bar. The one bar. Joe lost two front teeth at play. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the difference in the rules these days in the NFL, it's a completely different game from when you played. I mean, the finishing that first half, when it at halftime, they, they kind of, you know, stopped the bleeding, stitching up and shot him the number. And he finished the second half with no two front teeth. He had kind of a lift on him. I mean, because it's <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. At the, at the bar, too, right? Yeah. Bar. Joey, one bar. <laughs> so after Joe T, in comes Jay Schrader. And then Jay started out. He had a pretty good finish. We ended up winning that game that Joe got hurt. And Joe and Jay finished that year. Then he comes back uh, the next year. And then the backup they bring in, because now the USFL has folded, 
And now, you know, there's players available. I mean, Jim Kelly came from there. We, sure, picked, oh yeah. we picked up Doug Williams from there. So Doug was our backup behind Jay. One thing led to another. Jay was struggling. So we were playing musical quarterback back and forth between uh, Jay and Doug. We made the play, made it into the playoffs. As a matter of fact, we're playing up in Chicago. And that's when uh, Joe made the decision to uh, start uh, Doug Williams. Um, and then the Doug ended up taking us, I think it was that year or the following year, to the uh, Super Bowl twenty two. Oh, uh, yeah. So then after that, we floundered around for a couple of years. And then Ripping comes in. And he had talked about a, a real mobile quarterback. It was like playing with the Statue of Liberty back there. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, Mark had had no no. Uh, how would they would say that? Escapability, Elus elusiveness. <laughs> yeah, that's another word we can use. <laughs> right. I like escapability. I like escapability. Right. But uh, but Jay can throw the ball. I mean, Jay was a long ball thrower, and then we had some big plays, and. Uh, Win the last Super Bowl with him in Super Bowl 26. And I think the thing that stands out most to me on that, from that offensive line, 19 games, we give up nine sacks. Wow. wow. Nine sacks. And, you know. That's amazing. It, yeah, it is. It, it was just, you got the offensive line, but it takes continuity. Besides that, it takes coordination and timing. The receivers have got to run the right routes, and the running backs have got to be involved in either pass protection or out on the route. So it was a, a, a good team effort as far as getting that accomplished. Who's your favorite running back to block for? I mean, I'm, I know it's, you know, maybe indifferent, but. Any of them that scored touchdowns. <laughs> there you go. I, <laughs> another thing was played in D.C., and that was a politician answer. Huh, that is a yeah, good exactly. politician answer. Yeah, there were some great guys you played, right? With Daryl Green and Art Monk and the list goes on, right? We had some we had some talent. Art Monk, right. uh, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders. Gary you know? Clark, yeah. I mean, and then with running backs, I started out with Riggins. It was like having a guard in the backfield. I mean, John was over 240 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and well, we wanted to get. Did, did you guys point. hang out at the bar at all? Yeah, how was his personality? Uh, just what you saw on TV and stuff. So he's doing well, living up in the D.C. area. So, but yeah, you know, I think his uh, isn't his wife. She does a lot with helping, trying to help the retired players, right? She did that. She did. Uh, matter of fact, she got us that big pay increase. Yeah. On that, it was about a sixty percent increase in our pension. So she is. Uh, so it went. So it went from thirteen dollars to nineteen dollars. It did. Yeah. I know your dad. I, I think I. I think I saw my dad's pension check once, and it, it, I was like, "What is this? Utility bill?" Or <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It, it is, is terrible. The guys. You're correct on that. Their pension checks were miserable. I mean, it was a shame, and I'm just glad some of that's changed. And you know, yeah, I, we um, who was the um, man? It was the 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 the, uh, the Raider, right? It was it not not our the Raider, the, the guy with the Hall of Fame, kind of. He was the players' rep. Oh, Upshaw. Oh, Gene Upshaw. I remember talking to him, and he was like. Well, I represent the guys that play now, and you know, and it was like, well, what about the guys that you know the NFL built their backs off of, and the older guys? What is it like pre like pre ninety three? They say or whatever yeah. it is, you it's know, like the old modern guys. era players. Yeah, my dad's like they're waiting for us to all die off because there's <laughs> there's not many left. But man, those. The guys that really built it up for the, the kids today. I mean, look at these contracts and oh god. I mean, and not to I don't know. Over time you figured that, I mean, with pay increases, they're gonna come naturally. But this has jumped 
extremely. And, and we were the start of them. I mean, your dad was involved in that. I mean, in fact, I think your dad filmed a, a, a commercial, too, on this far as the pension, the parody and pension, what we called it. Yeah. So he, he helped out on that. So, yeah, is it enough? No. It, it, <laughs> we always say it's never enough. But, you know, right. it's, it's a lot more than what it used to be. And, uh, you know, hopefully things can still continue to grow. But, Tommy, they get to the next collective bargain agreement is what I think 2030. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope we're all there for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. So, you know, so that that's what they hope for. And I think you're right on that, Mac. You know, they hope you die. Yeah. And that's why. I deny and hope you die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. mean, I, you, you go around and just I, you know, obviously you've heard some of the stories and seen that maybe the movie about the concussion stuff and Steve Webster and, and all those things. Oh, you know, right. see, you see some of the guys, you see some of the guys today and it's, you know, it's, it's sad, you know, it's where, where their minds are at and wheelchairs oh, yeah. and stuff, you know, stuff, wheelchairs and stuff like that. It's just, but you know what? You'll probably agree with me, Joe, that, you know, they always say if you you were to do it again, you, you'd do it all over again. I always wonder how many guys today would be playing out there if, if they weren't paid. You know, I, I, I'm sure there's some, but, you know, back in the day, it's I, I don't I don't know if you were a little bit, you know, some time after my dad. But, you know, he, he had a job, you know, during the year. Yeah. I know. And <laughs> they would go to practice and then they'd go to their jobs. Yeah. All the guys before me, I mean, I even did that when I started out, 1981. I don't know. When was your dad? When was My this? dad was uh, 65 to 73. Okay. So I know I remember my first year salary was $36,000. <laughs> per game? No. For the year, you know better than that. <laughs> per game, on. yeah. I mean, That's... I think Mahomes just gets sad for getting out of the limo. I know. So I saw a picture of his new house. That was interesting. So, but yeah, I'm about I'm about to start that new uh, Netflix show, The Quarterback. I've been trying to start it like three times in a row. I keep getting. Uh, distracted, but I, I've I heard about the house. I've heard about that house. I haven't seen it, but I've heard I, about it. I keep putting you to work. <laughs> Matt, but, and I, Matt, Matt and I, we have a little company called Team Butkus in Chicago. We do uh, tailgates and events, and uh, we raise money for local charities. So I'm always asking them to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, we actually we we talked about that earlier. Yeah, Joe was. I know. Yeah, told me about all that. Yeah. yeah, he's more than welcome to come out to the first tailgate or two. <laughs> Do you ever? Uh, well, here's something. Do you ever get? Well, if you go to Virginia, do you ever? The Bears are at the Redskins or whoever this year on a Thursday night game. Maybe Commanders. Maybe maybe we could uh, meet up if you're. If you're in Virginia, then right, I did play on Thursday night this year. They do. I they they play on Thursday at the Bears have two Thursday night games. One's a home game versus Carolina, and then you know the number one draft pick, and then the, another one is at Washington, October fifth. Huh. Wow. And it's a um, that's the week after. Our alumni weekend. Our alumni weekend is the last weekend in uh, September. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, October. I want to say October, Thursday, October 5th. The Bears are at Washington, and um, I'm going to be in town. So maybe we can get together. That would be awesome. If I'm in Virginia, I will hopefully call me and check and see where I'm at. That's still there probably going. Maybe you could take your helicopter the league provides you and helicopter in. How do you know I model? I got model helicopters. You do. What do you like to do? What's your hobbies, Joe? What like somebody 
So some people wouldn't know. Do you like to cook? Do you like to read? Do you like to hunt? I'm not a hunter. We've already talked about golf. <laughs> you're I not a hunter. You're not a golfer. Yeah. So you like I, to fish? I like to fish. I just don't do it enough. Uh, probably cooking. I have a. I like to have my smoker and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Oh yeah, I enjoy that. Uh, that's what's, about... what's your what's your go to smoking meat? Oh, I like uh, I like the ribs, pork ribs. There you go. I like that. <laughs> a couple slabs will do you. Yeah, you know. Well, if the smoker makes it up to Virginia, I know where we're going to be. <laughs> Over at Joe's tent. Joe's <laughs> tent. We'll be at Joe's house the night before the game. We bring the pellets and the meat. I'll cook it. Sure. All right. Done. I'll bring something else too, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> just make sure it's cold. Yeah. Of course. Oh, it will be cold. <laughs> so. Did you do anything? I saw that your birthday was on the 6th of July. Did you do anything special for your birthday this year? No, I didn't. Uh, no? I, oh, man. I could say, as special was that my wife and I went out. There's a place that we like that's here in Charlotte. We both fell in love with it. So went up there for lunch. And, and that we were going to go to one of these breweries, but we didn't make it. Uh, we ended up just coming back home. We don't both don't like to hang go out that much anymore. So oh, I understand, sure. Right. Uh, sit out on my porch, smoke cigars, and have my dog sitting out there next to me. What kind of dog you have? It's a golden doodle. Oh, yeah. I like that. Now I'll remind I'll re I'll remember your birthday because my mom and dad's uh anniversary is on July sixth. Really? Yep, they just had their sixtieth. Six years. Wow. Wow. So a shout cool. out to mom and dad. There you go. Congrats. Uh, That's great. Anybody that anybody was that has to be, deal with number 51 for 60, 70 years. They knew each other before they got married. She always tells me she deserves a medal. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she's right. <laughs> I think she's right. So how long have you been married, Joe? Uh, this coming March will be 39. Wow. Yep. Another wife who deserves a medal. There you go. Hey, I like it. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, now, now to come to think about it and, uh, you know, the football profession and, and sports, well, I mean, probably in every, in every sport, but in football, you know, the players and the coaching and colleges, you know, I've, I've had friends that are in, in the coaching business that I played with and, you know, their families and they're moving around and they're babysitting on kids and making sure they go to class and they travel. And it's incredible. And then, you know, that I, I give it up to these wives that have to, you know, the coach is gone and sleeping in the office and yep. well, I got to hand it to them for hanging in there. Cause it's, that's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough on, on wives and families of, of coaches. Yeah, which leads me into how is it how is playing for Joe Gibbs? I love playing for Coach Gibbs. Uh, you knew where you stood with him. He was up front. I think it'd be a lot different than uh, the coaches that your dad was used to and the hanging around. Uh, Joe was totally different than Mike Vicka. Joe never cussed during practice or anything. His uh, toughest, strong cuss word was buns. That's what for buns. Really? Buns. Go knock their buns off. Go knock their buns off. Yeah. I yeah. like it. But, I, just ran, I just ran into him at the Chicago NASCAR event. Oh, really? Yeah. He, and I think his car won this past weekend. Yeah, He's big he, into racing now, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's in he's in that hall of fame too. Yeah. And I want to think his son or grandson, he had some tragedy in his family, but I think it's either his grandson maybe drives his car now. Interstate battery. Grandson, the one coy. He's lost both both of his sons. 
Yeah, oh, I yeah. know one, 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 uh, yeah. So within the last, gosh, I don't know how, you know, Coy just passed away a year ago or so. And the grandson that's driving for him now is Coy's son. Okay. I think his name is Ty. I think he's yep. 19 or 20 driving. Wow. Yeah. And he's doing well. Doing, done a great job on that. I think he's driving in the, the Affinity Series. He's not in the NASCAR yet. Unless I think, maybe I'm wrong. They just moved him up to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. From one of the other drivers. I remember so, grow, growing up in Florida, man, the Daytona 500 and NASCAR was <laughs> the only thing basically you had in Florida at that time. Well, you, you had you had the Dolphins, and the best thing is you had the old Buccaneers, and, you know, the Bears would play the Buccaneers every year because they were in the division. Right. But there was no Disney. There was no Orlando Magic. There was none of that. You had the Daytona 500. and Tampa Bay and Miami Dolphins. That was it. Now it's geez, it's changed. Now they got hockey. Now they're winning hockey. They're winning Stanley Cups in Tampa. <laughs> right. Hockey. They got uh, what's is that? Messi or Messier or however you pronounce it. The sock of what they I saw what the ticket prices were before him and what the ticket prices what they brought him in the team down in Miami. It's like went up 10 times the value of what Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Blackhawks Black got a, the number one pick this year, so Chicago is all excited. I mean, we're, we won our cups. We were really good, and then we were, had a down, down spurt, but we got the number one kid in the draft, and now we're all Chicago's all excited again. So we'll see what happens. And the Bears, same thing. Everybody's always excited before the, the season. And then, I don't know, I hope they do better this year. I hope that whatever team is the Washington team, because do you like Ron Rivera? I like Ron Rivera. I like Ron. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked, I knew him because I was the ball boy for the Bears back in the day when Ron played for the Bears. And I, that's where I met him. And, He's a good guy, so I, I always Washington's a team that I I always hope that does well. Uh, he's got to win this year because the new ownership. I mean, yes, right. he does. He has to win this year. They actually just I think they just uh, released one of their offensive linemen. Andrew Norwell got released. Today. Who's their quarterback these days? Well, <laughs> don't every don't everybody answer at once. No. The kid's name is Hal. He was uh, from UNC. UNC. Oh, yeah, Hal, like, how are we going to win with him? I don't know. They played one game last year, and they made him the starter at the end of the year. I'm going, I think it was like week 15 starter. Boom. <laughs> there you go. And then, you know, he had a – he didn't play that much in college. He had a short career there. I think he only got 13 or 14 games under his belt. So wow. the kid they drafted a few years ago from Ohio State, number one. I mean, it's just not enough playing time and experience wise playing. So yeah, throw him into the fire. You're not playing, you know, these small schools where they don't have players. Everybody has players. Sure. Right. Joe, when you first got in the NFL, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone that you kind of looked up to on the team or that could kind of guide you at all or how did that work no i didn't I, I, you know, when we came in we were a very young team that was coach gibbs first year uh, we had we had four rookie offensive linemen starting oh wow uh, yeah so that and then we had uh, dexter was his first year daryl grant it was a very young team they had the Fosman. Uh, Rigo was still working his way back in because the year before is he retired. Oh, okay. He was ticked off the way the year ended. They lost to the Cowboys, gave up 14 points in the last three or four minutes of the game and missed the playoffs. So John said, I had enough and walked away. And then he comes back and he goes, everybody kept asking why he's back. He goes, I'm bored, I'm broke, and I, I need to come back. Right. <laughs> The Lord says I need to play football again. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, we were a very young team. Uh, we grew and Joe learned on the ropes. Uh, he, we started out 0-5 that first year. Joe Gibbs always said, he goes, I thought I was going to get fired before I won, won my first football. Won the first game, yeah. So, matter of fact, our first win was against the Bears up in Chicago. What? Uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, we win that. We end up that first year starting 0-5. We finished 8 and So, that carried okay. it into the next year. And then after two games, why we did this, I don't know. I don't know if this is, what's his name, Upshaw. Yeah, we, we walked out. We went on strike. If he would have went to the third game, we all would have got a credit the year in. I'm not. I'm not a big Gene Upshaw fan already. So I mean, I've actually. He used to come to Baylor. I went to Baylor. He was actually friends with uh, Coach Kevin Steele, who was a head coach of our team. And Gene Upshaw would come into our, you know, team meeting room and talk to us. And the more we found out, the more we were just honestly turned off. So, <laughs> Gene Upshaw, good luck, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> well, James probably been dead now 10 years. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, this was, I was like 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm thinking that, yeah. He pancreatic cancer. Oh, did he really? Oh, man, I hate to do that. Yeah, so, you know, and then, you know, we went up, come back after that strike, and we ended up making the playoffs, and they had the expanded playoffs out there, and we ran through that and ended up in the Super Bowl. And we win that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's huge. What city was that in? Was that in Miami? The Super Bowl? No, it was out on uh, the Rose Bowl. Oh, the Rose oh, Pasadena. Yeah. So that's what we played that year. It's kind of cool. It was kind of cool being out there. I'm thinking, first time I go in there, uh, you know, we didn't go and walk through and all that. We only saw the game, the field, and the locker room when we reported for the game that night. Oh, wow. I'm thinking, you know, all those years sitting there watching the Rose Bowl every yeah. day, and you're thinking this stadium and how majestic it was and all that, and all the, you know, the watching on TV. I get in the <laughs> locker room. There's no locker. <laughs> Only one urinal. <laughs> <laughs> like one shower head. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on in this place? And, and so for the hang up your clothes and all that, so we had all the heating pipes. They had hangers hanging all them. That's yeah. what we. Wow. So not so majestic, but I'm sure. How many people does that stadium fit? Yeah. No, I remember that we. I played in there for the ninety, the ninety Rose Bowl, and we beat Michigan. And I know what the I know what he's talking about. With the <laughs> yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the those. field. The field I thought was beautiful. I mean, the field itself. Yeah, it was probably gorgeous. I mean, being on it and stuff, it was a neat place to play. And, you know, they host a hundred thousand people. It was huge. Yeah. So I mean, you know, here was my you know two years ago I was playing at Louisville, and we were lucky to get twelve thousand people to a game. Sure. Now I'm playing in front of a hundred thousand. I'm going, how'd this happen? Yeah. yeah where did you uh where did you guys so that was in what was that in what ninety-two? No, that was in eighty-two. Eighty-two. Because I remember you guys beat Buffalo once, right? In the Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, because I was at USC and I remember Buffalo used our facility. Whose facility did you use when you when you won the Super Bowl in the Rose Bowl? I thought we were in the Rams. Oh, Los Angeles. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have, yeah, you could have been Probably. at the Rams. They hadn't moved yet to St. Louis yet. Right. No, I got. Yeah, I was just Cardinals hadn't left St. Louis to go to Arizona yet. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty-two, not ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That making me younger than what I am. Yeah. See, I was going to ask you, what would you turn 50, 49 on July 6th or 52? <laughs> Let's try 64. All right. Well, you look like you're 52. Well, aren't you nice? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Do you miss playing, Joe? Do you miss going out there in the trenches? 
No. <laughs> no. Not for this pension, no. 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 <laughs> if I was with their paying left tackles now, the average him somewhere between 17 and 19 million dollars a year. Well, we yeah. have, well, Zach Zach Martin's holding out right now for the Cowboys. He's underpaid seven million this year. And yeah, he's uh has two years, two years left on his contract, and I think he deserves to get paid more being the literally the best offensive lineman in the conference. Is he a guard or center? No, center. Oh, he's great. He was all pro rookie year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the SC kid was was there too, right? Yep. Joe, do you watch any players? Do you have any favorite players to watch right now in the NFL? No. No. Do you do you watch do you watch the pro game on Sundays or uh to be honest with you, very little. Yeah, I may yeah. turn it on later in the day when the grill's going. Right. There you go. Watch the fourth quarter until wait till dinner's ready and then the, rib, the ribs are about to be done. <laughs> <laughs> you catch the sports center highlight. And then the TV goes off. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> The smoker. I remember I got my dad a smoker one year for Christmas. Was it a Traeger? No, it was it's it was a smaller version. You know, obviously they come yeah, I got a smaller version too. It's not the Traeger. I got a rec tech. Yeah, oh, his, okay. his was like a big, like a big square, you know, yeah. metal uh, metal thing. Metal you, put the, you put like the uh the apple chunks and Wood and everything on the bottom, and you know, it wasn't too big, but it Just was big enough slow. for a you know, a roast and ribs, and you know, it got the job done. Yeah, just low and slow, baby. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh huh. Is that your favorite food, like barbecue? But during the summer, and then you know, weather's when it's not you know, cold out here, so we cook quite a bit down there because in Charlotte, I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get that bad outside. So, I mean, I use it to cook steaks, chicken, pork, salmon. What about some fish? Yeah, fish. Yeah, smoked salmon. I love that. It's my favorite. So, uh, we use it just about for everything. Basically, we use that when we don't want to dirty up the, the stove and all that. It's easier. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a new grill for my mom. So, any that word is. on what works the best? Is- what do you want to pay? <laughs> yeah, true. Right. Um, no depot discount, buddy. You might be. You might be getting the Foreman grill. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, the, the Foreman grill. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, of course. I remember the old Smoky, buddy. Remember that? Hey. My dad did one. I remember he did a commercial on Michigan Beach, Michigan uh, Lake, Michigan, in Chicago. It was this funky barbecue that you'd, you'd roll up paper, you know, and you'd light the paper. And it was, it, I think it was called the quick cooker. You might have to Google it. It's the quick cooker, paper, hokey, the paper, the hokey, paper smoker. Yeah, some hokey thing. But it was kind of funny. We, <laughs> we had it. I remember we used it maybe once or twice, but uh, it was, you know, plugging plug the smoke cooker, quick cooker. Uh, nice. You just use news, crumpled up newspaper, and the the design of the the can of the holder had holes in it where it would it would barbecue your food. That's cool. <laughs> so, but then your steak would taste like the funnies, and yeah, I was getting like the comic strips. Yeah, and then I think the ink people came after us. <laughs> so, well, cool, man. You involved with any charities or stuff like that, Joe? A few. Uh, that, that's uh, good. One that I'm doing, I play uh, at the end of August. I go down to Wallace, North Carolina, play with the Hope for the Warriors. So it's a pretty cool event, pretty uh, neat organization, what they do. So I'm involved with that. And I'm involved with other tournaments and charities and stuff like that. But that's cool. probably. I know our youngest daughter works for IRC, International Rescue Company, and they deal with uh, human trafficking. So, oh wow! Yeah. So she, she's probably close to you, Matt. 
Oh, really? You're in what, Austin? Yeah. Austin, how far from Dallas? 200 miles on the dot. West? No, straight north. Straight north? Yeah, she's straight north, 200 miles. She's 300, not three, she's three hours west of Dallas. Oh, oh I see, okay. Well, west, is that near El Paso? Uh, El Paso, uh, further out. Isn't that, Matt? I yeah, well, I mean, three hours west is past, it's over by Abilene. You got to keep, so instead of going to the Panhandle, like that way, you got to just keep going kind of west. Yeah. Right. But it's on the way, it's on the, it is on the way to um, El Paso, definitely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For out, I know that. So she's yeah. been there for a couple of years working with them. So it's kind of neat. So, that's cool. Yeah. So that's about thing involved with charity wise and stuff i mean it's, i do local charities and golf tournaments around here we just i did this one up in the in virginia it was the heroes and legends and i didn't know this the gentleman started it was the first year for this tournament uh because what's going on with our country what's mm -hmm. going on with the inflation that yep. the actual service members are there's about 40 percent of them are on food stamps because there's not enough money from being paid from the government with their so there was a tournament to raise funds to help them through all that so they didn't have to go welfare or food stamps That's yeah go through a government subsidized program for sure yeah. there's our military they're on government subsidized program. yeah yeah, so that, yeah that was, that's tough yeah that was in uh beginning of this month I went to that. So that was interesting. That was a fun event. Was it? Uh, what was fun about it, I mean, that night before there was a dinner. So you got these former guys who won medals, the Purple Heart winners. They're all sitting there and I'm sitting across from three of them. And they're sitting there talking about when they were in uh, Desert Storm. But right. they're talking about you know, the battles they had, and, and, you know, the shrapnel and stuff, like we would talk about football games. Wow. And they're la laughing about it and stuff, and they were right. And it, it just kind of blew me away listening to these guys, but it is. They formed the bond and stuff, and then, so I'm sitting there talking to him. You know what he does now? He's a motivational speaker. There you go. For the troops and stuff like that, so it was kind of cool to see. Yeah, so he kind of goes around. Yeah, probably and probably like the same thing. They do it all again, right? Well, Those guys they would talk about. I mean, they, they live to live to go. We yeah. do a little bit of work with the wounded warriors, and same thing. Some of those guys are incredible, man. Obviously, they don't want to be handicapped. You don't bring that up. You know, they're. You don't bring that up around him, but we met really good friends with now after meeting him a couple of times. He's from Chicago. He was Lithuanian. He was a sniper. He went on four tours. And uh, he's, he's now a really good friend of mine, lives in San Diego, and uh, met him and we became friends. And, and some of the stories he has, man, it's incredible. Uh, what they did and what they went through. And he, when I met him, it was like you would come back from war or whatever and you'd go to the hospital. And then when you were done with the hospital, you know, you went to this kind of compound and the lady there, there's like 10 studios and they would help the guys get acclimated, you know, finish their maybe their treatment and rehab. And then she'd help them find jobs in the real world mm -hmm. and kind of acclimate them to, you, you know, the business. Start a new life over. Yeah, yeah. start a new life over. Yeah. And that's where I met him when he was in that home. My dad and I went there. We did a uh, an appearance on the, I think it was the USS Ronald Reagan down there, the big aircraft carrier. Yeah. And we raised some money for the wounded warriors. I forget what it's called, you know, the house that they lived in. But now he's bought his own house. He works for a bank. He's a really fun guy to be with. I last couple of times for our charity golf tournament, 
I, I invited him out, rode around with him. He's a really great guy. And uh, right. had talked to those men and women that, that fight for our country. They're incredible. Uh, they are. Too bad. I mean, you know, you hear the stories when they come back, man. Too bad it's, you know, teachers in our military should be taking care of them first, foremost. Because if it wasn't for them, who knows where we'd be. Yeah. With the presidents we have these days. <laughs> right. We're not Did you see that this- new Jason, what is it, Jason Aldean, that new song that he came out with? No. And so basically, it was. I think it's called Our Town. And basically, it's just saying that, like, they're not going to put, he's not going to put up with, like, BLM or any of these people, these radical kind of people in their town affecting their communities anymore. And so the very first show on his concert tour, he basically put gasoline on the fire last week and was like, I stand behind what I said. This isn't going to happen. I'm tired of living in this new America. You know, I'm tired of it. I want to go back to the old, the way that we used to be. And everybody just went wild. <laughs> everybody went wild. So this week, he's just been hearing it from every. So Jason Aldean, yeah, I think it's called Our Town, but it's uh, it's a great song. You should listen to it. And it's uh, it's pretty inspiring. It's very uh, military motivated. And it's about, uh, you know, hometowns all around the United States. So if you get a chance, check it out, man. It's uh, it's pretty neat. I think what's neat is the people that are standing up, the CNT, the country music, they, they pulled the song off. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. And then that made more online. It even made it worse. Charlie Daniels. Yeah, it made it worse. It made it, yeah, it made it even more popular. Uh, Shelton. Mike and Sheldon was doing a $30 million project with music. He pulled out. So, wow. so because uh, CNT took his video off, off that, they weren't going to play it anymore. So the back, backlash is going there. So it's we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. I mean, hopefully there isn't as much backlash, but at the same time, the fact that they have a backlash is still making the news. So that's, I think, one in its own. I like that. Well, do you like country music? What kind of music you like? We'll close on that. Some, some I do. I'm more of the old old type. I mean, the, the Rolling Stones, the Who. Oh, yeah. There you go. The Eagles. Oh, I mean, oh there you go. Now you're right up Bud Coe's alley. That's, yeah. that's like his summer tour. <laughs> they got their uh, final tour starting here soon in September. The Eagles. Yeah. Oh, I love the Eagles. They're one of my honestly my all time favorite. They're unbelievable. The other is Leonard. I mean, I, I told you I like the Simple Man. I like. Oh, oh yeah, no, the Simple Man is yeah. Marshall Tucker. I mean, I'm going back to the old stuff. I like it. Yeah. What about Aerosmith? Well, there's some in there. Errol Smith, uh, CZ Boston, Top. Boston band. ZZ Top. They lost their um, bassist last year. Oh, I know. I hate that. Yeah. So it's mostly the old band. So yeah, all that. Cool. Well, all right, buddy. We'll let you go. I think I smell the, the, the smoker coming. <laughs> I can smell the ribs already. <laughs> I don't know if we're having ribs, so we'll have to see. So, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. So, uh, no, you're good. Thank you for coming on, Joe. You've been a pleasure. It's been awesome, man. Uh, my pleasure. So, Matt, so when you're in Chicago, uh, when you come up here for our, uh, in Virginia, just give me a call. I may not be up here quite yet. So, okay. But, That'd uh, be great. So well, definitely. Well, you're more than welcome to meet us up at any of the tailgates in, in Chicago for sure. Well, I'll keep that in mind if I ever get back that way. Oh, please do. You, It'll be great. You, You'll love you it. Can, you can be the guest chef. And you got a seat at the table and you can, yeah, you, you can. You, you can you be can. the guest chef and we'll smoke some meats. All right. We can do that. So, All righty, buddy. All right, guys. All righty, awesome. guys. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you to Joe Jacoby for joining the show today. And thank you to my co-host, Matt Budkiss. Follow us on social channels listed in the show description and thebudkissaward.com for updates on this podcast. 
If you're interested in purchasing 51 merchandise, please go to dickbuckets.com. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Matt Amendola, and we'll catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.